0: Hello everyone, Karen Glasser here and welcome to Minding Your Mental Health. I'm here with my co-host Rob Glasser and we talk about the topics that shape mental health today. We talk about the importance of inclusion and share why we should be kind. So whether you're here live or on replay, we love you. Let us know where you're tuning in from in the comments below. So today we are talking about people making a difference. So Rob, what do you have for us today?
1: All right, well, you know me. This is my kind of conversation. All right, so making a difference. In this particular case, we are talking about those historical figures and others who made a big thing in life with difficulties. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first point here is history had a lot of them. Now, it's funny because I was actually watching a show just now about genius and the difference between what a genius and being smart is. You have characters like Albert Einstein and Nikola Tesla, You have people like Zuckerberg, who apparently super smart, and there you go. But the difference being here is that what it means to be smart, what it means to be genius, or what it means to have these things while dealing with something else. Um, Our last comment is going to be how we do it and how you can. So we're going to build up to that. But history is full of so many characters like this. You can go all the way back to Greek and Roman, and you have people like Pythagoras, who was actually put to death for knowing math. Why was he put to death? Because, well, people just thought he was nuts. (laughs) Now, this was way before a time when mental difficulties were a thing. But if you look at the numbers and you look at the history around it, more or less, these guys could be considered being either on spectrum, having some sort of depressive issue or just having a mental health problem. What does that mean for history? Well, funny enough, History is made up of more people who have a difficulty than not. Um, exactly. Sometimes it doesn't work out well for them, but it might work out well for us. Right. right. Um, what do you, I mean, before we go into the list, what do, what do you know or what do you think? I mean, I, you know, when we, we both obviously learned about this stuff before in school, you had a different perspective than I did when I was in school. Right. What do you remember growing up, if anything, how How a figure in history was supposed to be, and did you even think that any of them might have had a problem?
0: really not I mean, I think when we were when I was in school and I was learning about uh, the presidents and Abraham Lincoln, and we found out that his wife had some serious mental health challenges. Uh, And so that was part of the history that we learned because I think it affected him as as the president of the United States. But I think for the most part, at least back in the, you know, ancient days when I was growing up, this was not a topic of conversation. You didn't just, you know, look at all the different uh, figures out there and say, oh, well, he's got something going on and he's, it really didn't come up. And I think, I think this is a great, actually a great time for us to be able to talk about this because it does exist out there and right. more more than we know.
1: Right. And good examples there you you mentioned Lincoln who whether or not it had to do with his wife but also had incapacitating depression which led to occasional thoughts of suicide and you had uh Winston Churchill one of the greatest minds of of earth who actually ended up having bipolar depression. Wow. Nothing you would have thought coming on because you look at these guys in history. And again, you know, we don't know what they were outside. You do read a lot of books how, you know, Churchill and Roosevelt were good friends. They used to laugh. They'd go go drink and, you know, smoke cigars. So for the most part, most of these characters were typical everyday human beings that you would have never known. Now, what's funny is a lot of the books that were written about them they didn't find out about this afterwards, so way after these people have passed away. So more likely than not, especially somebody like Lincoln, who was only the 16th president, so we're talking 1800s that. way back when, nobody would have known about his depression until probably more recently than not. As far as Churchill, I know we knew he had a lot of health problems, we knew he had a lot of stuff, but again, right. I would have never imagined a man like Winston Churchill, who was one of the brightest minds in politics, to have severe right. you know, but, bipolar
0: but your point is well taken just you know you can have the brightest mind in the world and also have mental health challenges and it's okay you know it's it's not either or right right
1: exactly now one thing and i i laugh and not laugh to be rude but laugh why you'd ever want to be a writer or a playwright because it seems to be that authors just get the short end of the stick and I say this because we have everybody from people like Tennessee Williams, one of the biggest playwrights ever. I think, what, Streetcar, Named Desire, um, right. all those. You have people like Virginia Woolf, who multiple times tried to, you know, do things. And then you have people like Hemingway, who I, I only laugh because of, his, you know, he he was reclusive. He You know, he loved his cats. That's actually why there's so many cats in Florida, FYI, mm-hmm. because a lot of them were his, know that. his cats. <laughs> he really didn't like people. But yet he became, and I guess for purposes still is, one of the biggest authors out there. Everybody's read Old Man in the Sea. Everybody's read uh, uh, As the uh, Bell Tolls, uh, uh, Red Sun, whatever it's called. He, you know, he's he's a big deal. Everybody in school had to read him. You know, you may not like him, but right. he's a big deal.
0: And there was a history of mental illness in his family that, that continued on, as you know. Um,
1: and that probably is a lot of this stuff too. I know uh, right. one of the big name, Edgar Allan Poe, who I think right. you know, along with alcohol alcoholism, also developed severe depression and and right. all that. Right. Again, I believe it was also running in the family too. And then you kind of think, well, like you know, oh. did it help his work? You know, obviously somebody like Poe who wrote a lot of of macabre and a lot of basically original horror. That's the kind of thing you think about when you have that. So in a weird way, and I think even people like, you know, King, who I have back here, he's admitted out loud that he has suffered from depression and he is a writer of thriller and horror. So they kind of take advantage of what they have. And I think that's one of the biggest deals here is that you might not have thought about it. You might think, oh, my God, is he okay?" But then you kind of hear them talk about it and they go, oh, well, I guess it's not that big of a deal for him or her. Because, you know, they, they kind of, they, they make light of it or they use it right. for their, their stuff. Now, the biggest one, and I know I do this a lot because Chris is a big art fan, is Van Gogh. Now, yes. we all know that story here. And I got to say, if you want a good story of what it means to have mental illness, research Vincent Van Gogh. It's actually a very sad story. It has a lot to do with losing, I think, the love of his life, right. being very you know, reclusive, whatever. But to this day, and even episodes of TV shows and movies, we'll talk about it. He is given such a big spotlight on his work, on his life, and it kind of brings a tear because you realize the poor guy. You know, there's, I think there's, an, there's I think it's Doctor Who, where he's brought into the present to hear what people have to say about him, and he starts crying about what people think because he himself didn't think much of his work. He just thought he was doing it for fun. And he hears people talk about it and he's like, oh my God, this this is the impact. So he's one of those guys that when I think of somebody with a a disability, I go right to him because there's nobody else that I can think of that really epitomizes what it means. And you gotta think, because again, he's also way, way back when the, the, the cure for most of this was basically go home and kind of separate yourself from the world and try not to do anything stupid. And that was their idea because nobody really knew what right. what it meant. Um, so art and literature are a big thing. However, as I mentioned with Einstein at the beginning and Tesla, we do have some scientists. Did right. you know that Isaac Newton had a depression? I would I, have never known. Now, I, know. I will admit to you, other than his you know, gravity, all that stuff, I really re- read very little about him. I read what I had to for school and that's about it. So the reason why it's surprising is because I never looked up his life. But again, right. think about what he was doing for the time. Right. Um, who else do we have? Oh, Beethoven, who was actually on the episode we're watching. Bipolar disorder, not only was he, I think he was also partially deaf as well, but he was still able mm-hmm. to play. But he also had bipolar disorder it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, and I'll I'll ask you this. I didn't know that.
0: I I didn't know that. I play Beethoven and I did not know that. I, of course we, we know about the hearing and the fact that he could um, hear the, he could feel the vibrations and he could, but I did not know he was by. So I'll
1: ask you this from a musical background as you are. What, and again, I know there's a lot of other musicians who had, you know, deal with this. Does this shock you at all? Does this, you know, is music something where people kind of have that,
0: I think, the art, I think the arts in general, in you general. have people that um, are not everyone, obviously, but there is a subsection of the arts of the people who are artists, who are musicians, who suffer and they go into the field be, and actually it's their way of, of communicating in many respects.
1: It's kind of the the cure all to help them feel good because it's their way. Now, Michelangelo is on this list again. You would never expect the man who, who painted the Sistine Chapel, you know, to be here. Um, Charles Dickens, John Keats, uh, Vivian Leigh, I guess from uh, Gone with I'm the Wind. And then, if you notice on here, I don't know if you saw, there's a PDF on here, but we have people like Princess Diana and Paul Abdul who suffered from bulimia. We have right. Janet Jackson and Axel Rose who had depression, Eric Clapton. Um, and these are people that I've heard, you know, that I know of because they're right. still around. Charles right. Schultz, the guy who created the Peanuts. Right. You know, Snoopy. Like, how could a guy who created such a cute character have, you know, depression? Um, apparently Charles Darwin, the guy, the evolution guy, he had panic disorders. It's amazing to think that these guys did their jobs. Well,
0: what do you think, Rob? Do you think they did their jobs because of it? Do you think that they were brilliant because of these mental challenges that they had and that they were able to use those? I mean, I'm always curious about that. This would be the
1: one time I'd love to time travel and meet these people because I would love to see them in at work and see what they do. You know, you look at people like Einstein, look at people like Nikola Tesla who, you know, partially agoraphobic, partially depression, but they invented science as we know it. You have these artists, you have these musicians, you have whatever that basically made their area of music as it was. I think it's an open-ended question here. I mean, I think a lot of it as you said is you go into doing this in a way to relieve the pressure of the problem. However, you probably come out of it with something that not everybody could create. I mean, I don't think anybody can imitate Beethoven as it was right. because it's Beethoven. You know, same thing with with, you know, with the Mozart, Michelangelo, nobody can copy the art of Michelangelo. Right because it was Michelangelo. Now, does that mean that they had to have it to do it? No.
0: Yeah, well, that's, that was going to be my question. That was gonna, actually the next yeah. question. We're not and, saying that, guys. We're not yeah. saying in order to be a talented musician or artist or, or author, you have to have mental health challenges. We're simply saying that many of those people have suffered.
1: And you know, then you get into the presidents and you get into the politicians and a lot of those guys in, the, in order to run the country or to run the world, right. you have to be able to stand up and do your thing. And the fact that they could do it while dealing with their personal demons, so to speak, right. Right. takes a lot of work, right. you right. know, but and
0: courage. effort. And courage. And,
1: yeah. So whether or not it had to do with maybe a family thing, whether it had to do with something that maybe they you know, saw or some trauma, it's it's I, I would I would reckon to say that most of history was created by people who weren't the norm as the norm is expected, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, we can go on, on. There's a whole list of it. But I think uh, the next part here is, you know, how how do you make it your legacy? How do you make a, a name? How do you make a, a, a life with it? I mean, if you don't mind, I'll just go right in. I mean, this right here, the the podcast thing. Is something, took me a while to get here, but it's something that makes me do my thing. Is it always perfect? No. Is it always necessarily the greatest thing to do? No. You get some issues, you have some whatever, but you can open yourself up, you can be yourself to an audience of people who, Sparta, my friends, but really don't give a damn. They just want to listen to some really good talking and some information. And, there, you know, there are plenty of people that I won't listen to. I just, you know, I don't like them, but they're super popular. So it's just one of those things where you do your thing because you do it, not for the expectation of having to or getting something. It's really for you to or at least for me to be at peace with yeah. the difficulties that I face on a daily basis.
0: Right. And I I actually agree with that. And um, I'll take it one step further. You know, I I think that um, for me, when I do my shows and I've been doing shows for a very long time, um, I have made the effort actually to step up and be vulnerable and to talk about those challenges that I have. Not not being in your face, but to talk about them in a way that people go, oh, okay. Somebody that I know and respect, or maybe not respect, but somebody I
1: know <laughs> that,
0: and yes, respect. You don't that have I, to
1: like me, follow. just listen. <laughs>
0: right, that I, that I follow. She has it, or she talks about it, maybe I can talk about it too. And I think that that's what this show is all about, is that we are trying, you know, and originally we were talking about breaking the stigma, but it's become so much more than that, that this is really a way for people to um, listen in and Realize that they're not alone and that's our purpose here. You're not alone. We are here to support.
1: And I'll go even one more step further on that. I noticed that even on the other shows we do, whether it's off of this one or off of Ultra Universe, whatever, everything comes back to creativity, to the culture, to being you. You know, I did a whole thing on puppets the other day and it's surprising how a media form that is usually scary to people change the culture of television for what it is. And it wouldn't have happened had those people not stepped up to the plate and put something on TV that was kind of odd and out of the norm. And it might not be as severe or as deep, but it's the same thing. It's the culture of why you do it. And if you do it because you're having fun, that's the most important thing. If you get something out of it, great, that's even better. But if you do it because you're enjoying it and because it's your niche, you know, there's so many things you do, people who sew, people who paint, people who sing, like you, you know, like you do. It's not necessarily a matter of doing it for a reason. It's doing it because it's your enjoyment. It's doing it because that's your thing. You, you know, you, as they say, you were born to do your thing. Do it. You know, do. Do it.
0: Do it. And I, I do think that when that we, we the mask. Well, we put the mask on when we get in front of a camera. Um, and we, we become that the talk show host or the right. mental health advocate or whatever that mask that we wear. I think our challenge as talk show hosts is to try to remove that mask a little bit and let people see a little bit about us so that they feel better about them and, and want to take that next step or maybe do what they want to do, as you like to say, you know, right. do that thing, just go and do it. Great topic. Great topic. Um, So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say, go ahead and check out our our cool swag. You should do Um, that, too. (laughs) Yeah, do that, too. We have some great journals, Um, Find Your Passion, Love Yourself, and The Importance of Now. I actually have The um, Importance of Now right here, and I use it. I, I use it to put my notes in and all my stuff. So it's really cool. But there's T-shirts in there. There are, what else? Water bottles, Rob? What Water else?
1: bottles, hoodies. Uh, we even have an apron for those who are chefs at heart. You know, you it's want to be a chef. holiday time,
0: right? It's holiday time. So get that for, you know, if you have a, a chef in your world, in your family, maybe your father or your mother, maybe the guy who does the barbecue, an apron. That would be great gift, actually. I think it would be a great gift. There you go. Um, We also want to make sure that if you haven't already picked up your free copy of Finding Your Passion, go on over to mindingyourmentalhealth.com and you can go and pick it up. It's free and it's great for for almost anyone, but especially for those people that say, I have no idea what I like to do. I don't even know what I'm passionate about. And that makes me sad, actually, when people say that because, you know, we want to know what our purpose is here on earth. And that's one way that you can do it. Um, I also want to bring up some of the um, uh, online resources that we have, and that's the uh, NIMH, which is the National Institute of Mental Health. It's the lead federal agency for research and mental disorders. It's an amazing site. If you haven't been there, you can go do a deep dive and go down the rabbit hole. Uh, We also have NAMI. Which is a grassroots organization. This is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and it's the largest grassroots mental health organization, and it's dedicated to building better lives for millions of Americans affected by mental illness. Go and check it out. It's pretty cool. And you know, we've been talking about this for a while, the nine eight eight number. Um, I'm starting to see it everywhere. I'm starting to see people posting on social media that this is a great thing. So for those of you who are watch our shows and we say something that might trigger you or you're not watching the show, but you remember something, 988, that is the, the short code. You dial 988 no matter where you are in this country and they will route you to the right place so that you can talk and get some support if you're having any mental health challenges. Rob, any last minute thoughts?
1: I was just going to say the cat decided to join us. So she's sitting right in front of me. (laughs) Um, But no, I would just say, you know, I I read a lot of history. I watch a lot of history. um, And the more you learn, the more you know that it takes a different kind of mind to, for all purposes, change the world. So pick your niche, pick your hobby and go.
0: And go. See what happens. I love that. And just go.
1: Or we'll Nike see. says, just do it
0: just do it uh we have another great show for you on thursday with altered universe live we are doing something with the number 10 in it and i can't remember uh,
1: we're doing 10 minute organization tips or at least minutes. organization tips that should take you under 10 minutes 10
0: under 10 minutes and of course we'll be back next week with another minding your mental health go out and give somebody an awesome day and we'll see you next time goodbye everyone